Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our popular segment where we speak to sporting individuals, founders from all over the globe. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Nick Lawson from The Squad. Nick, how are you, sir? I'm good, I'm good. I'm excited to be here and and chat with you all. Thanks so much for for the opportunity to kind of tell our story and hopefully help the community a little bit as we we chat through some things. Absolute pleasure, mate. Uh, Nick? Before we get into the squad and what and what you're currently doing, um, take us back in time. Where where did it all start for you? Yeah, you know, um, I guess to take it way way back, uh, sort of my love for sports came from my grandfather. He's a sports writer in Dayton, Ohio. So um, you know, growing up, heard the stories uh, of sort of old articles that he wrote and, and things that he covered. Um, you know, he was really the kind of sporting influence in my life. Uh, on that end. So, you know, really, really kind of raised and grown in that environment. Um, my first sports job was actually a graphic designer uh, for a minor league team. Um, you know, an art degree now is really worth something because you can make social media images. Uh, I don't think kids these days understand an art degree back then just meant maybe some in-stadium sign design and, and thing like, things like that. So, um, you know, started off in design world did some design and started noticing that sponsorship was something I really gravitated towards. So I got into the sponsorship side of things, started selling brands for a few teams on that side. Um, And, you know, really back then, and and it's even more prevalent now, uh, digital was was starting to really pop up. And, you know, how could these brands engage and connect with their fans digitally just because the phones were popping up more and more in the stadium. So, um, you know, after working in sponsorship for a while, we, um, my co-founder and I kind of broke off. Uh, we started a company called Pick Six, which was mobile apps for sports teams. Ran that for about two years and grew that. And then, um, you know, just after seeing some of the environment, ended up shutting that down and creating Squad, which, you know, helps teams connect fans to sponsors digitally uh, during breaks in the game and help them sell some more revenue. So, you know, it really... Really kind of my, my journey in sports is a little bit different. I obviously worked with it sponsorship and design, but, you know, really saw a need that, that wasn't being solved by a lot of companies very well and uh, thought we could build a product that could really help uh, these teams kind of evolve with the way digital advertising is, is kind of rocking and rolling. Uh, and that's where we are today. You know, in the last year, we've gone from four to 27 clients. So it's been quite the whirlwind in, in growth. And uh, I get to go to a lot of sports games and, Kind of check those out. We were just chatting a little bit about NASCAR and race. I was just that, but um, but again, yeah. a little bit of a different kind of uh, road within sports, but but obviously still very much uh, impacted and looking to help it. I mean, um, speaking of graphic design, um, it's a lot more nowadays than just images and social media. So you got all these websites, UI, UX. You can go down that path. You can, uh, I mean, documents. You know, now presentations, uh, there's so much more that you can do than what you could do previously. But anyway, um, 
Nice. So now we, we know a bit more about you personally. Talk to us about squad. What are you guys doing? What are you guys working on? Yeah, so, you know, um, I guess the big thing is is really understanding the shift that's happening just within advertising. Um, as I don't need to point out to anybody, um, digital ads like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, even Snapchat ads now are immensely trackable. Uh, they're pretty cheap, just meaning you can do a cost per click and you pay 20 cents a click and really, you know, have that as a budget uh, and, and, and save some money. Um, and they're really powerful. They, they get sales. Uh, so much so that, you know, 54% of the total ad dollars spent this year in 2019 uh, went toward digital uh, uh, advertisements and activations. Um, so we're starting to see a real big shift in the way that brands are spending their dollars. Um, if you kind of look at sports sponsorship, we still have a lot of the traditional assets. We still have the in-stadium signage. We still have some of the, you know, game day program. Some of these assets that really haven't evolved, uh, they're not very trackable. They're based on awareness on that end. So, you know, as we, when we created Squad, our, our goal was just to create some different digital activations, things like scratch and win, scoreboard trivia, ways that uh, these teams can go to their sponsors show them that these are digital assets that are going to be trackable. You can kind of see how many people are playing. You can see some insights, gain some emails on that end, but then to kind of really increase the experience in the stadium for fans so that they're not just staring at, you know, in stadium sign for a brand. They're actually engaging and connecting the trivia activation. So um, we, we created these games to make it really easy for, for teams just to be able to go out there, sell some more sponsorship, engage their fans, and then obviously have a trackable asset that competes with Facebook ads just because, um, you know, in today's sponsorship world, brands are deciding, should I spend a million dollars on Facebook ads or should I spend a million dollars on in-stadium signage? And, you know, the answer today is much more toward Facebook ads just because they're trackable. We're kind of trying to even those scales and, and give teams the sort of assets that they need to be able to go sell more sponsorship and compete with some of those digital ads. Wow. Interesting. And how, how are brands reacted to to all this have they been have they been receptive saying ah yeah now nah, we'll just stick to tv and whatnot or you know yeah you know they definitely have i think the big thing is um you know what teams do have within sponsorship is brand power right um the ability to really harness their logo and the excitement of their game on that end so if brands want to spend with teams um because they understand that power um you know, when, when our teams have come to to the brands that they're selling to and have shown and said, hey, we can actually give you a trackable piece to this, um, you know, brands have been immediately swiping that up and wanting to be involved in it just because it kind of marries two perfect worlds within that side. So brands have been really receptive. Um, you know, the trackability all the way down to coupons that lead to sales has been, you know, great for partners. Uh, we've had a, a lot of our sponsors sort of uh, re-sign uh, because of a lot of our assets from year to year. Um, so that's been exciting and a good sort of piece to that. But, um, you know, again, we're, we're really trying to make our teams look like champions um, and, 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 you know, curate that excitement around wanting to sponsor a team but not having, you know, not giving them any reason not to just because it's not trackable. Nice. Talk to me about the teams. Um, are they jumping on board or? You know, it's it's – it's again, it's a it's a shifting world. Just meaning um, things are evolving. There's obviously teams that are very excited for that and want to jump on it. There's obviously some laggards within that side. Um, you know, I think the big thing is, you know, 
what we really tell teams is, hey, we're a tool. Um, let me make you some some mock-up demos so you can go take it to your brands. And if they sell, amazing, they sell. If they don't, then you know you were right, and maybe this wasn't the fit. So you know what we're actually seeing though is is that brands are saying yes, and that's usually kind of the inflection point where teams are saying, okay, I get this. I saw how the the brand people lit up. We talked about this as an activation, um, and and that that may be the thing that kind of turns somebody's mind within the team, um, rather than me trying to convince them prehand uh, without selling a sponsor that sponsors will like this. So. We've, you know, we've almost kind of taken it out of their decision if they decide to go show brands and, and see what sells, as opposed to really trying to convince them that this is this is something that their brands will like. We just give them the tools to kind of go prove it, and if they can go sell that sponsorship, uh, then obviously they're generating more revenue. Yeah, I mean, then the the proof is in the pudding. I can't really say much. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you know, and it's. We're, again, we're not really trying to change minds too much um, with 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 talking. It's, it's more so here's what we have. Let's let's go let's go prove this. If it doesn't sell, I'll be the first one to tell you that hey, we're wrong. That that you know these brands aren't looking for some of these things. But um, so far, it's been very very productive, and we've made raising teams a lot of money kind of on the sponsorship side by by. Well, there you go. Everything has to evolve and change. Um, at, at some certain point, especially in the times we're living, there's so much technology that en- enables you to do more and more and more and more and track. I mean, if you can't track things, something, in my opinion, you shouldn't be doing it. I mean, I don't believe in this high school for branding. Those days are gone, man. Billboards, so on, so on. Who cares, right? It's really about putting it all together and the ability to track everything and show, you know, it's not always dollar one means as to bring dollar dollar two in or whatever whatever there sometimes is room for brand and getting your awareness out there but a lot of the time these sporting teams their brands are established everyone knows who they are the sponsors are trying to co-establish their brands through another brand so it's tough as it is so you really have to show your your value and if we don't get more innovative and change things, we can't. It's going to be the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and you know, I think um, I think a big thing, and obviously some awareness is important, but you have to be able to exactly set get trackable because at the end of the day, some some CMO is going to have to go to the CEO and say, we invested in this sponsorship and this is what we got back. And the days are over when we can say, we invested in this sponsorship and they got us a million. And that just doesn't cut it anymore. Um, I think, you know, the big thing for, for teams as they make that evolution is, you know, brands are now demanding that. And whenever brands demand that, that's really when you're going to see an acceleration of, of this. So, you know, even in the last year, we've, we've seen more and more these sponsors and these brands demand that teams have some sort of interactivity that they can track beyond just awareness. Um, and, and that obviously creates change even faster because if a team's not going to offer that, then they lose the revenue. And if they're losing revenue uh, at a high rate, then obviously there, there has to be a change or, you know, sponsorship is an extremely large part of, of any kind of sports team's revenue base. So, um, you know, it's accelerating a lot faster now than maybe a year and a half ago or two years ago. Um, but, but I think you're totally right. Trackability, you know, in the next five years, trackability will be one of the only things that brands look at just because, 
Facebook ads, Instagram ads, uh, even Google ads, these type of advertising tools have trackability built into them. So, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, handing somebody awareness is almost like handing them a, a scoop of ice cream with no ice cream cone, right? It's, it's expected that you have an ice cream cone there so it doesn't drip off over. I think the same thing goes with trackability. Brands are going to start demanding that it's in there. And uh, I think teams, you know, for the most part are, are definitely going toward that. But I think, I think the change is happening more rapidly than a lot of people think. And, uh, you know, we're already seeing where uh, hearing the stories from the, some of the teams we chat with where, uh, you know, the feedback they're getting is, hey, sorry, we're not going to be able to sponsor as much. We're taking our money and putting it toward digital ads. And that's just lost revenue that you could have made up if you had some digital trackable assets kind of within your packages. Um, you yeah. sell those brands. I mean, with Facebook, you, you can you can track what percentage people are watching of your video, where they're dropping off, how they're dropping off, what they're clicking, where they're going, which page they're, 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 they're stopping at. Then for your analytics, shows you the whole customer journey, where they're coming through, how they're coming, how many steps have. So why would you substitute all that? Just just give a, a large sporting team a certain amount of money. Say, oh, we sponsored the uh, the uh, Patriots, or we or we sponsored the Jets or the Knicks, or you know, it just doesn't work. No, nobody cares anymore because the internet's empowered the small business to now build that big brand. So on. So look at the best example of this is Dollar Shave Club. I mean, they popped out of nowhere just through engaging videos, humor. Uh, engagement, some acting, some this, some that. They've built a brand that's untouchable, you know? Yep. So it, it just, these are the times we live in. You either adapt or, or, or basically die. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you know, uh, what? what's what's kind of intriguing on the Dollar Shave Club is you're totally right. They were a small company that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know, what's intriguing happening in the sports world is, you know, many times a minor league team or a smaller market team will be in the same geological market uh, uh, as a bigger team. Let's say it's a WHL team in hockey, which is minor league hockey with an NBA team. Um, we're actually seeing that, you know, if we're actually seeing that if people, these teams add these digital assets sort of to their packages, they can actually steal money from some of the bigger teams just because they're being more innovative and they do have track and build. And that's, that's to where, you know, what, what makes me extremely excited, but also extremely intriguing is the higher, the higher return we've actually seen from teams have come from the minor teams, just because they're actually using technology, just like Dollar Shave Club did, to get an advantage to where they're never going to be able to have more views than an NBA team or more fans through their stadium than an NBA team. But what they can offer is when you're in the stadium, you're going to play this trivia. It's going to earn insights. It's going to be trackable. And that's what the sponsor really cares about. They don't really care about whether you have 2.5 million, you know, Twitter followers. Um, they want to see action in that. So, you know, these tools are, are great ways for, again, smaller market teams or minor league teams to be able to go really compete with the big boys. And, and to be honest, if they're in the same city, go steal some dollars just because, you know, a brand is only, only has so much money to spend on sponsorship. You know how they carve that out between the sporting organizations is is going to differ or change uh, based on based on whatever opportunity they think is going to you know return the most money. 
any intelligent minor league team or a smaller smaller league team would invest 70% of their, their, their budget on, on digital. Mm-hmm. And when I say digital, I don't mean I mean content. Because you have now the ability to engage someone all over your country or your state through the content that you can potentially create. Doesn't matter how big your brand is, doesn't matter how big your name is. If you can tell a good story, if you have a good narrative, you can engage people and people will follow you. People are following bloggers that they've never heard of in their lives because they have a good story. It's entertaining, it's funny, it's humorous, so on, so on, so on. Then that gives them another avenue of, you know, as, as you said before, sponsorship on these shows, on these events, on this, on this, on this. And you know what? Not enough teams are actually doing this and they're losing out on, on, on potential revenue. That's their biggest strength is that the internet has given them these platforms that they, they no longer need to go to your local newspaper. It's going to cost them a dime or your local radio station or your local TV station. The internet's there. Use it. Okay. Yep, exactly. Um, awesome. Moving forward, uh, you know, technology is changing everything as we've just discussed. You guys have built a platform. Well, what, what kind of tech could could you see yourself incorporating into your current stack to, to further innovate and change things more and more and more? You know, I'm, I'm really intrigued right now in text messaging. Um, you know, we right now when you earn a, a reward, it's it's through your email, and obviously the information that 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 teams are collecting are emails, which obviously are very valuable. You can create Facebook, you know, lookalike audiences from it. You can you know, retarget with email, but as as text messaging continues to rise as a way that brands connect with with people, and you know, the response rate and open rates are so much higher than say an email. I'm intrigued of you know, and we're we're really working on this of how can we make it so that you know teams can then do follow up text messages after someone let's say wins a prize um, from a brand uh, on our scratch and win. How can we then from there? retarget them maybe two weeks later with the same brand and team and say, hey, thanks for playing Scratchers two weeks ago. Here's another offer from this brand. You know, click here to, to open it. Or here's a ticketing offer thanks to this brand uh, or free seats. Um, so I'm really intrigued on, on text messaging as just a way to re-engage and, and re, re-kind of connect. Um, obviously, AR is, is kind of in that piece as well. Um, I think with 5G, AR is becoming a bigger bigger thing that you can actually do in stadium and, and have the bandwidth for. For a long time, the connectivity was a problem because you were uploading 3D assets. Um, so that, that's always tough on the bandwidth within the stadium. But you know, I think, I think more of a concrete is the text message side that's, that can be done today. Uh, again, we're building some of these things in and building these functions in. But I think you know, if you're looking five years from now, um, the ability to really turn an arena into almost a digital playground where people pick up their phones, either scan something or, you know, show, point their camera at, you know, a booth and then they're able to play a game uh, in, in the AR kind of space where, you know, let's say for the Seattle Storm, the women's basketball team here in, uh, in Seattle as a client, imagine if you pointed at a, a camera at a picture of Sue Bird and then you could play one-on-one you know, kind of flicking a basketball to, to try and beat Sue Bird for prizes. 
So I think that's on the forefront and the horizon coming coming for stadiums um, so that, you know, as people enter them pre-game, post-game, walking around, they can engage. Um, again, 5G just needs to get a bit better and, and really push that um, on that end. But I think those two things are, are going to be massively important kind of, you know, in the near and far term of, you know, how can teams utilize what's already in the in in the fans' pocket, which is their phone, and then go and use that um, to go uh, to go engage more. Which obviously, more engagement means more sponsorship dollars because you're reaching more people. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Actually, we've seen something similar with the Dallas Cowboys and that you know that family photo that went crazy exactly. online. You know, that's something that's offline, but it went crazy online. So there you go. Figure. Yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, Nick, thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate you joining me on the show. It's been great. Before we let you go, where can we find you guys online? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, go check out our website. It's www.squadhq.com. Um, so squad spelled with a W instead of a U, but squadhq.com. Um, you can see all of our activations there. Uh, on that end, we also have a blog that talks a lot about sports sponsorship, so definitely go check that out from our website. Um, but, you know, usually the best way to connect with me is just search on LinkedIn, Nick Boston, co-founder of Squad. Uh, again, I, I put out a lot of content, not on our activations, but just overall on sponsorship, uh, highlighting some of the things you can do to help with this kind of digital transformation on that end. So go check both those out um, and connect with me. We'd love to chat with anybody. Um, looking just to learn more about sponsorship or even learn more about our platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Lawson from the squad, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. Thank you so much to, uh, to get this going. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?